0: You ready to go? I'm ready. I'm not even gonna have Zach. He doesn't deserve I'm it. Always ready <laughs> for what? You know. Oh.
1: Peter, you got a follow up to that? Pop and see Alice like Advil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
0: I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start. Pop, pop and see Alice like Advil. I don't think there's a a weirder way to open this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mark Peter. <laughs> that made <Ready> to go. <laughs> That made Zach really happy <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Too Much Free Time Podcast I'm your host, Mark Burris With me as always is Peter Blankenship Hey John Gerdler mm-hmm. And Zach Brown Hi, listeners Yeah, long time no speak Yeah, it's 2019 yeah. First, first, you know, time we've met up of the year I haven't seen right. you
1: guys all year That's, That's on, the on the uh, podcast Oh, yeah, so you haven't heard us Yeah, yeah. I haven't talked on a mic with you guys all year Yep. It's,
0: it has been. It does, has seemed a really, you know, really long time. It's been a while. Big break. But Our big biggest break, break yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. A sabbatical, you know. We took yeah. that hot Christmas break sabbatical. Lots happened since then. Yeah. John turned like 60. Mm-hmm. Six, Today? Yeah, the big 60. I wasn't going to
2: bring it up, but today's my birthday. <laughs> wow. Uh, happy birthday, John. Yeah. Big Thanks. happy birthday to John.
3: Listeners, send us a birthday wish to John via yep. email.
0: Yeah.
2: There's nothing I'd rather be doing <laughs> than reading your emails, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. On yeah. my birthday,
1: not planned this way, but we didn't give John birthday boy pick, so that's sorry, true.
0: John. Hindsight, we should have done that, but it was Peter's pick. And uh, what'd you pick, Peter? That's a good question, John. Wait,
3: wait, wait! Is in, in this a new theme? Oh, that's true. Oh, theme. because Season,
0: it's yeah. a new year, new us, new really, us. Really, really. <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be fun to do for our theme. We're gonna tackle them reboots and them remakes. And I I felt that was appropriate because around the holiday season, there's a lot of regifting. And what are reboots and remakes, Uh, you know, another way of regifting in this cinema art? Mark, I have a follow-up question. Uh Uh-oh. How would you separate a remake and a reboot? I think a remake is tackling a similar, like the same storyline in a more modern, I guess, viewpoint necessarily.
1: Uh, Oh, like Beauty and the Beast making Fou gay.
0: No, see, I always thought he was gay, but oh, I think, I think, I think it, it'd be easier for me to answer oh, what I think God. a reboot is. I think a reboot is when they tackle a fr- already existing franchise with either a completely new director or a completely new star or just a completely different direction, similar to what you see with having with James Bond and like Batman.
1: What do you say about Spider Man?
0: I would consider that a reboot. Like I would them. consider, I would consider Spider-Man: Homecoming a reboot. I would consider Amazing Spider-Man, the first one with Andrew Garfield, a reboot. Not well, like the computer
1: blue-screening and then it comes back up and it's like, oh, new Spider-Man.
0: Actually, I'd be, I could see an argument made that Amazing Spider-Man's a remake. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was, I was gonna say because like, um,
3: like Spider-Man that we, we watched on a previous episode. Uh, that has like the same storyline, right? It has a similar plotline plot because
0: yeah. I think one of the big dividers between a reboot and a remake is a reboot is a different storyline than what the original was, to a degree, and then a remake, pretty much it's the same storyline with a few modern throw-ins and like changes. the same universe, kind of. I'm what would kidding.
2: you say is a gritty reboot?
0: A gritty reboot or a gritty <laughs> remake? Uh, True grit. I would, uh, ooh, I would argue. Yeah, I, ge- I was just saying ge- that because of grit. That's a, no, that's a remake. remake. That's a remake. Yeah. Uh, I would say something like Batman Begins, or even Tim Burton's '89 Batman was to a degree a gritty reboot, or remake, because uh, Adam West's '69 Batman was the one before that, and that was very campy. And then Tim Burton's '89 Batman was very dark.
1: So. Scream Four was cool.
0: See, I don't think Scream Four counts as a reboot or a remake. But
1: they said they're a reboot.
0: But I think that's what they were making fun of. But it was still a continuation because it was called Scream Four. It was a continuation of the Scream saga. Well, so that eliminates it from being a reboot or a remake. Well,
3: sort of on that trend, though. What about like uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens? Because isn't that isn't that sort of a, sort of a reboot? Mm-hmm. I think it's. Sense, I think it, it, it counts
0: as a sequel. I don't think that counts as a reboot. The
2: think of though. the name of it, Awakens, it's like rebooting, awakening.
0: See, I see that argument, and I also see the argument because Force Awakens' storyline is so thing. similar to it's New, New Hope. Hope, but by the rules of its own universe, it's a continuation from Return of the Jedi. So that makes it a sequel.
2: And I think at this point we're torturing our listeners. That's true. That we haven't
1: said the we name of the movie. We were supposed to say what movie we're doing yeah, by this point. I'm on the edge of my seat to announce this. George Miller's 2015 Mad Max Furry Road. Furry Road. Starring Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron, and a whole bunch of, whole bunch of <laughs> others.
0: <laughs> this is a very, I think this is next to Crash. This is probably the uh, one of the few movies we picked that has won multiple Oscars. Like it cleaned house at the Oscars. Except Both George the misogyny. Didn't, yeah, George Miller did not get that director nod. That was very sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this was an interesting reboot slash remake pick because it is, it is a reboot. I would consider it a reboot because it's a franchise that was long gone. Mad Max hasn't been brought up in years. It's a completely new storyline because this isn't similar at all to 1, 2, or... Was there a third? I, Thunderdome. Yeah, Thunderdome. So Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, and it's a completely new cast. Like Tom Hardy replacing Mel Gibson is Max, the titular character. Titular—that's the right word. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Titular, titular character. So yeah, I would. I honestly, when you suggested this, I kind of was dumbfounded because like I didn't think of this at all when I was thinking of reboots and remakes.
2: You had to look up what the movie actually was.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I I saw this in theaters. <laughs> I loved this movie. This is a this is a movie I truly enjoyed. Like when we were watching it just now, I, it had been a hot minute since I since I had seen it. And the entire time I was watching, I was like, wow, I forgot how much I love this movie. Uh, Zach, your first time viewing? Yes, I I had seen the original Mad Max
3: with Mel Gibson late one night in college. <laughs> by yourself? By myself.
0: That's a fun viewing environment. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a shirt on? I,
3: I did. Okay. Yeah. And so.
0: you did not like?
3: I did not like the '70s Mad Max. It just it just didn't really jive with me. I, and and I, honestly, the reason I didn't like that movie is probably the same reason I didn't totally jive with this one. It was just a A lot of sort of like aimlessness.
0: It felt like, Hmm. but we'll get into that. Yeah. Okay. So your initial take is you weren't a big fan of this.
3: I liked it mostly for for the uh, for the like uh, like set designs, the costume design. I I thought that was fantastic, but didn't really have much built around that.
0: All right. All right. All right. Going uh, clockwise here, John.
2: Uh, Are you asking if I've seen it before? Well, I know you had seen uh, it before.
0: I uh, I was curious what your initial take on it was yeah
2: it's it's a really fun movie it's one that is like fast paced throughout it's pretty much hits the ground running and doesn't stop because it's just a car chase movie and i remember thinking when it came out how could they make a two-hour movie about a car chase um i thought it was successful i i really like it i thought some of the dialogue was a little weak but um not a huge tom hardy fan but
0: interesting i didn't know that
2: he's just like a guy that you want to punch in the face Oh, Like oh, I wouldn't because wow. I know he would destroy oh, wow. me, but he is though. He has that Hot voice hate. and that face that you just want to punch.
0: Oh, wow. I'm opposite into the spectrum on Tom Hardy with John, but uh, Peter. I'm still doing
1: that punchable face thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like Colin Hanks has a punchable face.
0: <laughs> Shots fired at Colin <laughs> Hanks for no reason. <laughs> I'm just
1: thinking of like faces. It's like little smarmy, <laughs> naturally a shitty grin. Yeah, not Tom Hardy. But yeah, I like this movie. I watched it. The thing that stuck out to me and why it's always on my mind is the witness me stuff. Like, that just kind of, like, disturbed me. Somehow
0: that, like, rubs you the wrong way.
1: Yeah. I don't like it. But then I I loved all the cars and...
0: The vroom vroom car. Yeah,
1: it's, (laughs) like, really fast and... uh, Explosions. (laughs) Yeah. Guns, violence. Guys and girls and things. (laughs) <laughs> what more could you want in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it touched every part of me that was male. Wait.
0: Yeah. All right. It didn't.
1: <laughs> right? Isn't that? It's about cars. I love cars. Right? Because I'm a man. I don't know anything about cars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> the uh, one of these things. One of the things though that I love about this movie, and I feel like I talk to people when this movie comes up, is that it's one of those movies that it's does a really good job of. Max is the main character but he's not the protagonist mm-hmm. which I think can be so dangerous in movies because I mean I guess this is agree to disagree with that cuz maybe that's why you f- it could feel a little aimless to you but in my opinion I think it gives it a direction because from the beginning we're introduced to Max and we think we're going to follow him and like whatever he's going to get up to but you know, five minutes into the movie, you realize, oh, he's just going to be a part of this. He's kind yeah. of stuck in this situation and yeah. witnessing something that's bigger than him going the on. The First twenty
1: like, minutes, he's under lock and key. Yeah, you know, blood bag. And, yeah, you know. yeah,
0: tied to the front of a car like a hood ornament. It's pretty hot. <laughs> well, I, think that, <laughs> I think that that, that is there's a
3: pretty, pretty sort of sort sort of, a, sort of in, interesting framing device too because it's like, all right, you're right. He is he is our he's our like uh, our sort of main character, but. But we're seeing everything from his, uh, from his, uh, from his perspective. But his perspective kind of doesn't matter, in a lot of ways. I think that was kind of neat.
0: Yeah, and then you know when you have Furiosa, Charlie Sarone as the protagonist because she is the driving force, literally literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) Like all of her decisions is what drives the plot, and except for the last one, which is Max saying hey we should go back to the Citadel which mm-hmm. just makes Max a catalyst which I like that playoff mm-hmm. of it's not a it doesn't feel like one's a lesser role than the other they're both playing yeah. a very important part to the story and I just really like that narratively because yeah. I feel like a lot of times in these movies especially with two actors like Charlie Ceron and Tom Hardy it can feel like a weird power play between yeah, yeah, yeah. the two actors and I didn't get that vibe at all I felt like they worked really well together even though we looked up IMDb stuff and everything, and found out that they kind of hated each other during the filming of this. So that's kind of sad. Did it to say know. why?
2: What what was the beef?
1: Well, supposedly, you know, haven't talked to them in a in a hot minute. So you yeah. know, feel free to call me up, Tom. If, <laughs> if, you, you still have my number. But they filmed it chronologically, and then during filming, both of them didn't understand what they were doing. Uh, and it wasn't until they saw the final cut that it made sense. Necessarily, because the story is just a car chase, um, and it's pretty long. Like supposedly there's f- over 400 hours of footage to edit, um, yeah. so I can understand why you might think what is going on. I'm just getting sand everywhere.
0: It makes sense that this movie would be filmed chronologically, though, because of you know the m- such little cgi involved with the cars and stuff Mm. a lot of it was real car props different things like that crashing so you want to film it in an order to go ahead and get rid of the cars you need yeah the damage that's going to take place to the other cars because that would be so difficult to go back and try to you know set up for continuity so it would be better to just play out that chase in one giant kind of follow-through Mm-hmm. I love
2: the like uniqueness of each of the cars. Yeah, like, like, one of you guys yeah. said each one was different. All the designs. And yeah, it was pretty cool to see that.
0: Just in general, the pro- like just the design of everything is so cool because it really mastered that feel of this is scrap metal that they are finding in different places and just attaching to different things like, either Furiosa's or maybe it was Max, like, on his shoulder pad, there were, like, spark plugs holding Mm -hmm. together some of his shoulder pad things. Like, it was just this weird level of just shit you'd find around in a garage thrown together in a very believable way. Like, besides from a few of the war boys in some of the chase scenes, nobody's outfit felt, like, unnecessary. You know what I mean? It felt like oh, that makes sense that they threw that together and that's all they had. You know what I mean? As opposed to like the first Mad Max, the 70s Mad Max with Mel Gibson, they legitimately went to a sex shop because they didn't have any enough money to make the movie and they just bought a bunch of leather shit and that was their costumes. Yeah. So it, it's more ridiculous than the 70s ones. Well, something too, like there's what, like five five or so
3: factions in, in here overall? Three.
0: Well, there. Well, three, no. There's. Five, well, there's three plus the people that live out in the wild that keep attacking. Oh, the, the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. 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 And, and then, then the, the women. women. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> down with the matriarchy, right? We'll,
0: we'll call them the mini mothers because mm-hmm. there, there were we other women, but then they got yeah, to yeah, but mini not mothers. the
1: women. But the
2: motorcycle like, mothers. Yeah,
1: sorry, sorry motorcycle moms. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but like something. There was, just, there was just there was just really good was the fact that like even though everyone's kind of dirty everyone's kind of like hot and sweaty you could tell yeah, they who were. they were just based on based on, on their on their costuming on, on like what, what types of cars they had and it was just really neat how how everything as you said John looked different and looked very sort of like fun and futuristic sort of well yeah scrappy
0: well it's it's. It's very different, but at the same time, it's one of the things that made me fall in love with the original Star Wars trilogy, was it's these weird costumes that make things clearly defined, but you can also see how, in that world, that would be put together that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, and obviously in Star Wars' case, it's so much supposed to be futuristic, so everything's more, you know, doesn't make, like, hovercrafts, things like that, but it's that same concept of using real-world items to create things. And so, you know, it's the same thing in these Mad Max cars and the costumes and different things like that. Like, the variations of weapons they had because it was just, you know, whatever was handy and they could get their hands on. So, I don't know. It's a very, very fun kind of thrown together thing. Uh, I would recommend, Zach, I know you said you didn't (laughs) like this movie that much, but if you could ever muster it. Watching the uh, original, originally intended version, the Chrome edition, where it's all in black and white, it's pretty cool. It's visually stunning how the shading and stuff works to where it doesn't feel like you've lost anything.
3: Well, that's actually something I, I, I was going to bring up because, like, especially maybe like 40 minutes in, where, where where it's night or whatever, and and everything's blue except for like the one light around the girl. Yeah, it's like all right. What are we trying to do here with the, with this coloring and, and so b- because of that I think the the black and white version maybe, yeah and those
1: scenes are actually like that. filmed in broad daylight yeah and then changed later. That's
0: Probably where most really. of the CGI is like you can mm-hmm. you can find behind the scenes footage of them and they're filming in like an open sand desert or whatever and then they added the like red sky stuff and different mm-hmm. mountain ranges to add more like oh, that
1: sandstorm that mm-hmm. was real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: They waited months for that <laughs> store yeah. Lucky to be alive I think they filmed that in the
1: same place they did
2: Hidalgo <laughs> <laughs>
1: I forgot about <laughs> oh Hidalgo yeah, What a
2: reference
0: <laughs> What a deep cut <laughs>
2: Do you know where they filmed this though? Does anybody know? Mars Oh shoot Namibia Namibia Namibia.
0: Namibia Something crazy like that Or Nambia
2: Where do all these, these different factions I guess they just don't It doesn't really matter But like where do they live? I saw no other Town or anything? They're well, just yeah. no. There was,
0: there was there was Gas Town. There was the Bullet Farm, and there was the Citadel. No, well, we saw well, the Gas yeah, Town. You we saw, didn't saw see it from a, a distance. Okay. Gas Town looked like an industrial plant of some sort from a distance, and then uh, Bullet Farm, I imagine, is a an apple orchard mm-hmm. with just bullets growing on trees. We saw those weird kind of stilt
1: people in the swamp. Oh, the crow
0: people. Yeah, and then it looked like the the Tuscan Raider looking dudes were just in the hills. Like hills have eyes style, just with <laughs> porcupine in caves. cars. Yeah, their porcupine cars were sweet. I like those. Them. Were cool. What did you guys think though? Like, as limited as this plot is, what did you guys think of the plot itself? So, I, with Mad with Max
1: coming in, so much had already had to have happened before we were introduced to the story. So we're right. just seeing kind of like the culmination of this plot. So I actually liked. It a lot, like it would make a lot of sense, and I'm interested in what led to this rebellion right. or whatever. Um, especially like the girls, because there are a lot. Like I don't know if they're sisters or they're just girls that are fertile, or Joe just thinks they're hot. But <laughs> like they all had different personalities. Like one wanted to go back as soon as you know the pregnant girl was dead, and it seemed like there's a lot of potential for interpersonal conflict, which this movie didn't really want to get into. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I mean I like the plot. I thought it was cool.
2: It was very simple, and it was uh, easy to recognize like what people's motivations were, which I thought was good. It, yeah. it, it like didn't need to be that in depth to make the movie work.
1: Yeah.
3: Exactly. I, I found myself quite confused after like 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 uh, I guess I guess once they once they once they started out driving, because I was like, all right, they're going to get the get the gas or whatever. But then once she turned off, I was. Like, I, I, I was I was like, I was like, in the shoes of the dudes who were like, "Where are we going?" Because like, I, I once, once they were like, "Oh, we, 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 we like have these women." It kind of, kind of took me a second to really sort of catch on. But then he was
1: like harvesting the milk or whatever.
3: No, the well, the, the milk yeah. was
0: from other women. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, but then <laughs> but the guy
1: was telling Nax or something. He gave you the plot synopsis. He's like, yeah. "Getting <laughs> up the breeders, they're gone." I needed that.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. That was that was a good exposition drop. Yeah, and and really, it it makes sense as you think through what's happening. Is they those women are selected because they're supposed to give birth to the next like warlords? For I'm assuming for well, both all three of the warlords that we were introduced to. That's what my assumption was. Also are they all for immortal Joe? Pure. Well,
1: yeah, pure, and not like touched by whatever Radiation. genetic ailments were affecting
0: them. Uh, which I don't know
1: would actually be like possible or not.
0: Well, I don't know. But it, it was possible, apparently, because when they C sectioned the pregnant lady after uh, she got killed in the Yeah, perfect least in every way scene. but dead. Yeah, perfect in every way. <laughs> <laughs> but dead.
1: Yeah, that's pretty critical. Make it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so apparently that it is possible. But am I wrong in assuming that it's. Were they all for a, a Morton Joe or a Mortal Joe, whatever? Or was. Were they all gonna have kids with the different warlords?
1: I think it was just for Joe. Yeah. It was just for Joe. But I think I think. Then why
0: did the other two care so much about the breeders?
1: I don't think they did. I honestly, I think they're like related or something. Uh, you think they're because brothers? Joe at the beginning was saying they're going to war with Gas Town to get gas. You know, they're gonna pillage, but obviously not. They they team up when they're out there in the sand. Wait, but when did he say he was gonna go to war with Gas Town? That's where he said furiosa was going. no
0: they were going to trade they were going to go trade water for gas that was the run it was a convoy run that's why they oh, go like what was... are we carrying aqua cola <laughs> where are we going uh, Gas yeah I, did, I didn't think they were supposed <laughs> to be just working imitating together the <laughs> um
1: <laughs> but yeah i mean he does seem like the head honcho
0: uh, t- uh yeah i just took it as that was like immortal joe was holding all of their quote unquote breeders to so they can all have kids that aren't super messed up. But uh, I don't know. But I having said that, I enjoyed that plot line of it it added a serious situation because it wasn't a oh, Morton Joe just wants his women back. It was they were the technically the future of the Citadel's leadership or what what had some wicked
1: chastity belts. I
0: feel yeah, very wicked chastity belts. <laughs> what you're saying though
3: about how it how it kind of verged into uh, into Joe just wants
0: his women back it did kind of feel like that towards the end towards the end it turns into more of a revenge thing because the well, we learn that one of the other wives are pregnant too so there technically is still the pregnancy stake but since the one pregnant woman died I guess it turns more into a revenge we just want to go catch him and kill him kind of thing which is cool. Which is cool.
2: I don't think I fully, and maybe you're not supposed to, but I didn't fully understand Max's like past that he kept on the flashbacks yeah. to leaving his daughter, I well, guess, or watching his wife die or something.
0: So that's one thing I w- was interested When I like first saw this, I couldn't tell if they were going for the vibe of he's remembering his wife and his daughter or if this is implying that it is connected to the other mad maxes and those are just people that have died along the way of his journey that's what Be- i was thinking because the like character of max is originally supposed to have been this kind of post apocalyptic cop when like the apocalypse first started that's how the first movie sets it up that you know he's a kind of road warrior is a cop essentially and then as the world crumbles then there's no longer really road warrior so he's just kind of this aimless you know warrior that keeps stumbling across different things which is really cool so i couldn't tell with those flashbacks if it was a reference to his daughter or if it was just people that have died along the way kind of thing that he couldn't save that he couldn't save. and all that's left
1: is for him to survive that's the just... driving part of this movie to survive
0: <laughs> <laughs> and eat
2: lizards
1: and eat two-headed
0: two-headed lizards headed I wanna We've talked about the warlords and talked about Max a little bit. Have any of you ever heard the theory of that? Uh, it's the three warlords or the three horsemen of the apocalypse, and uh, Max is the fourth. Have you ever heard that theory? No. Nope. It's that Max is death. I don't
1: adhere to it.
0: You don't adhere to it. You don't like it. I love this one. It's that mm-hmm. Max is the horseman death, and that uh, Morton Joe is conquest Pestilance. or pestilence. and conquest and then uh bullet farmers war obviously and then uh gas town because he's also referred to as the people eater is um famine famine Famine. yeah famine or whatever so uh they like each represent a horseman and that's why max is super messed up because he he represents death so not only does he kill people but everyone he's near dies kind of thing it's a, it's an interesting little like fan theory hmm. It has not been confirmed one way or the other. But there's a lot of little things that kind of hint towards that that vibe.
2: Yeah, I might well, adhere to it.
1: I just don't like that it's I dig it. if that's true, then the warlords are obvious representations, and then Max is an unwilling participant as Death because he doesn't want to do that. Like, no, w- yeah,
0: but I like that though that he doesn't want to be Death, but he is Death. It's the same way he doesn't want to help, like, it's it's a great example of, like, at the beginning of this movie, he doesn't want to help Furiosa and the rest of them. He doesn't want to. Well, because he's just trying to survive. Right, but he gets carried, he kind of wants to just be left alone, and so he gets forced into this, and by the end of the movie, he really is trying to help them, and it's that idea of, like, redemption. Yeah,
1: so honestly, he represents life at the end of the movie, because with him turning around, like the people got water because of him.
0: Yeah, but like, he also killed a bunch of people. Yeah, but... Like a whole just, bunch of people. Just because
1: you kill people doesn't make you uh, death.
0: Ooh, does it, though? Mmm. <laughs> Peter doesn't like it. I huh? mean,
1: motorcycle moms killed a lot of people, and, like, they it's weren't true. death either. Snap them.
0: No, but they called their bullets death seeds, so... Wait, no, that's not what they called it. Anti-seeds. Yeah. Because I thought that was kind of clever when they said yeah. that. Plant, Plant one. one. Watch it Watch it grow. <laughs> <laughs> It's very dark. Don't have dark. that kind of time,
2: motorcycle mom. <laughs> is it like
1: the blood is supposed to be like the roots or
0: something? I don't know. That's I guess weird. Some that's some Edgar Allan Poe shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the the motorcycle moms or the the mini mothers? Uh, Besides reminding yeah. me
1: immediately of Napoleon Dynamite and the, what <laughs> the aunt. You know, like, she fell and broke her cock (laughs) Grandma from Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, because it just, it reminded me of that because it's the same kind of scene when you see them coming over the uh, ridge on their motorcycles as her going over the four-wheeler. That cracked me up. But... um,
0: (laughs) What a weird connection. They
2: they were kind of a dud to me. They seemed a little out of place and not really that cool. Well, I think
0: think it stems from the kind of anticlimactic... There is no green green place, even though I did like the idea that they were going towards this green place and that they already passed through it with the crow people and the yeah. the mud and whatnot. Like I liked that little twist, but it did somewhat feel anticlimactic when there was no real green place. There was no real like promised land they were supposed to get to. But like
3: w- when. Wasn't the purpose of going to the Green Place to be with other mothers and like other people who could take care of these pregnant women? And isn't that what they got when they got the Motorcycle Moms? So th- yeah, it, it, it sort of just kind of fell flat for me. It's like, no, well, why like is the Shirley's point of so pissed off.
0: Well, the point of the getting to the Green Place was it was supposed to be like a new Eden where there was actually grass. Where and the fruit world's and, not dead. And yeah, where the world's not dead, and so and then the idea <laughs> of the many mothers they were attracted to because think about what's going on at the Citadel. It's a bunch of weird ass dudes. So I imagine they wanted some female company. <laughs> You're surrounded by immortal no. Joe and his weird dusty ass, and then all these <laughs> uh, <laughs> war boys who got tumors all over their bodies. It's not. It's not fun company. <laughs> I just don't like
1: that it seemed too, uh, like, Gemp or Neuter Furiosa because, uh, like, she was pretty strong, and then when she was interacting with them, she like got all sad, and then oh. it,
0: yeah, I agree with that to an extent. Because, yeah, Furiosa kicks ass in this movie. I loved I loved Charlie Ceron in this movie. She did a really good job of just being a presence. Like, at no point. like Even their ridiculous, ridiculous, it's an awesome fight, but the fight when she doesn't have her arm on, and it's a one-armed yeah. fight between her and Max, and then it's the war boys, and then the women are fighting, like, all that's going on. At no point in that fight was I thinking, like, oh come on, Tim Hardy, you can kick her ass. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh shit, Charlie Cyrone's going ape shit right now. I think that, that, was, that was
3: probably the best scene in the movie. It's it, really it, it, well it was done. Just very, uh, very intense and just like
0: you felt everything. I don't know how to describe this because I don't know how to describe the like camera editing nature of it, but it's so cool. There's a couple other scenes like this, and especially the openings filmed like this, where it's it's almost as if They filmed it, and then when they were editing it, they play it at like .1 times speed, where it's slightly sped up, but not super sped up. So everything feels quick, but not jarring, and it adds such a layer of intensity. That on top of the incredible score this movie has, I'm obsessed with this score. It was very intense. And a lot of the
2: music was timed with, like, the the weapons, like, hitting something or, like, yeah. the drum beat or something, like, it, from the...
0: Yeah, it felt like an epic, you know, where in, like, an opera or something like that, when you go to, like, a play, different things, where that's the point, where the drums or different things, like, are to certain actions. Like, that's what... It really did feel like that.
1: Yeah, they, like, crescendoed as the camera was coming up on the war party, and then they softened mm-hmm. as, you know, like, came to
2: come back to Max and the grills yeah I did I like those context shots where it would show you where like the different factions were and yes. like the distance between them I thought they did the a good space job
0: between. of that. oh yeah 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 I think the the three craziest just in my opinion well filmed scenes are the uh the opening and I mean by the opening I mean when max is captured and he's in the tunnels that crazy scene where he like sees the green and then gets dragged back like that whole scene is done so crazily and awesome uh i think the fight between him and furiosa is really sweet and then uh obviously the final chase down at the end going back to the citadel so just insane and absurd that it's like i couldn't take my eyes off of it It's so much fun such a lovely day Ooh, we didn't have haven't talked about him yet. Uh, I forgot his name. It's the kid from About a Boy. Yeah, Holt or whatever. Holt. Um, Nux.
1: Nux. Yeah. Nux. Everybody's uh, him, favorite him, character.
0: Yeah, everybody's favorite war boy. <laughs>
1: Actually, him and redhead, um, capable or whatever her name was. I I did not like their forced, completely no, forced was love yeah. story. Yeah, It meant nothing to me. It would have meant more if. Uh, Max had witnessed him than if she witnessed him. Ooh, yeah. I like that. If him and
0: Max it. became like friends, buddies. Or just like
1: acknowledged each other's ability to do something, right? You know, yeah. like they didn't even have to be friends. Just, just not, blood bank brothers. Yeah. You know?
0: blood, <laughs> blood bag brothers. Body bag. <laughs> blood bag. But all. Besides that, I really just enjoyed Nux as a character. Like, I thought he was really cool. I thought I thought Nicholas Holt did incredible as him. You know what I mean? Like, the wide range of just him being crazy and then kind of calm and crazy. Well, yeah, and then
1: I mean, he shows you how dumb they are.
0: The War Boys? Yeah. It's not their fault. And just, like, yeah, how They're crazy. They're tumored out.
1: Well, then how they've been
2: uh, brainwashed oh, into, into all the, this stuff.
0: The crazy-ass religion that is, I guess, Immortal Joe's the religion. The V8. The religion of the V. That was my
2: only minor complaint about his character is how quick he changed sides because he was so loyal. I know he's embarrassed mm-hmm. that he like did wrong by um, Joe, but he was so quick to change his allegiance. I thought, but I guess he's fickle. I don't, don't know. know. Did
0: you see that redheaded woman? She was pretty she was attractive. capable. She would change my allegiance. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man, we're doing so well. <laughs> Uh, it's a 2018 comment, John.
0: Leaving <laughs> I, the past. <laughs> I do think when we're talking about things that kind of didn't, I guess, follow through is the best way to put it. Like you were saying the their romance thing was kind of forced and there wasn't really a great like follow through with it. I think how many of the women there were, like the wives there were, led to, they not all of them got equal enough purpose, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I That's think if there had been three of them, that might have been more of a balance. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it, it just felt like not all of them ended up being purposeful, and so some of them felt like you you forgot about them almost. Yeah. Like besides the one girl's freak out where she's like, maybe they'll take she they'll take me back, and they like try to stop her from running. Besides that one scene, I keep forgetting she's there. And um, Lenny Kravitz's daughter—that's the short-haired one. Like at least she kinda did something. She kinda became the like supply chief. Yeah. Yeah, the supply gun chief. yeah. Uh the lead pregnant one that ended up dying. She was you know, showed herself as the leader at the beginning, but then once she was gone, that was kind of a vacuum. That was a cool little half shot
1: when you thought she did something really cool and she made it, and then it's like, Oh, the door fell off.
0: Well, that's what's so sad is because even Max acknowledges, like, oh, that was nice. And, like, yeah. Her, shoots her the thumbs up, and then she just dies because yes. he's the horseman cool of death. But, yeah. But, you know, whatever. There's
1: just, like, a little bit of a <laughs> pregnant
0: pause. Pregnant pause. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Don't give it to him. <laughs> I won't. I refuse. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? So it comes down to this weird thing of three of the girls end up having roles. Then uh, the really, like, bleach blonde uh khaleesi yeah wife is kind of just i guess she's supposed to be a little bit crazy or she's just off for some she keeps making weird comments and like her whole thing is making weird like the prey line of whoever's listening and then the other girl who just wants to go back to immortal joe like they just kind of fall through the cracks and it makes it kind of a weird you know fall flat just falls flat a little bit for me on that part but yeah, it was just like just like wallpaper it was like yeah. stuff that's there but nothing to really like
3: push anything along
0: yeah Be- and it's not like they were bad like none of them I thought acted bad like i don't think oh, anyone yeah. in this movie really acted bad except for maybe crixus okay all of the
1: <laughs> war boys they were very naughty very bad
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> their acting skills peter oh. wow wow that's very sad. The <laughs> but like even the War Boys really did like all of them did very believable performances. Yeah, that stuff is wild, scary. Th-
1: that witness me stuff is just not I, okay with me.
0: I love that that like robbed, you, yeah, robbed Peter, you. robbed you the wrong way.
1: Why? Why does this like so? Do
3: you not you?
0: Do you not want me to witness you as you go into Valhalla?
3: Do you not want anyone to see you die? Do
0: you it's, not want to live, die, and live again? Chrome, shiny and chrome.
3: Do you not want to spray spray
2: paint on your face? <laughs> it, it is a little jarring because of like how messed up it is. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I, I And see like, you your... know,
1: they're not going to Valhalla, and you know that. How, how do you know, Peter?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: he was also supposed to be immortal, wasn't he? At Did the end said? of that movie, got his face ripped off. He was very immortal. Which was awesome.
0: That was one thing I read on Reddit though about the uh, the witness me is the well so there's the spraying of the face to be the whole we're gonna be reborn shiny and chrome or whatever in Valhalla but it's also Some drugs yeah it's also they get high because it's a spray paint can so they're essentially like oh. inhaling spray paint before they're gonna kill themselves so it's like a one final like get Whoa. them hyped up thing.
1: and. It didn't make sense when the dude was shot through the face
0: and then he sprays himself and he's ready to go. That was a really sweet scene. The first time we see someone do the witness me, that was very well done. It's just disturbing. They did a pretty good job selling Uh, that. Yeah, it just kept cutting to the different war boys, yelling, and celebrating. Yeah, and they're like, yeah and you're
1: like what the
0: hell oh my god yeah it was <laughs> that's some crazy I would
1: shit. not make it there I wouldn't do it
0: that's right. Really, that was another great thing though that Tom Hardy did in this movie is when he's strapped to the front of the yes. car and he's witnessing all this for the first time every time it shows him he's literally just going what the fuck yeah like,
1: <laughs> yeah and the guy like she's like that's my head <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> He's just like every time it panned around, you could tell he's just out loud, just being like, "Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, like
2: <laughs> what did I stumble upon? Yeah, <laughs> he kind of <laughs> loses that throughout the whole rest of the movie. I know he, he becomes calms more down. I know he becomes more like accustomed to what's happening, but
0: yeah, he slowly becomes less feral because I, I'm assume you know just from how his hair is and everything in the <coughs> beginning, it's very obvious it has been a very long time since he's been around a group of people. So I actually give him credit for that because as the movie goes on, mm-hmm. he does calm down. And uh, I mean, it kind of comes out at the end when he finally tells Furiosa his name. He It's like him finally having a human interaction of saying, my name is Max.
1: Yeah, as opposed to like, oh, <gasps> oh. <gasps> yeah, when he was grunting like, at him. Chain
0: off, oh. I love that. His low grunts are just, yeah. no, 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 you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like hard <laughs> to tell if he had a line or not. Just Tom couldn't remember
0: oh man (laughs) he's just one of those actors like we talked about this in dark knight rises he's one of those actors that i really like because even when he doesn't have dialogue or you can't really see his mouth moving he's very expressive he has expressive eyes it's both in his eyes and his physicality like how (laughs) john wants to punch yeah he just wants john John, have
1: you seen bronson
2: no
0: i love tom hardy
1: you should check that movie out that's a great that make movie. Make me like him. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. very uncomfortable. That's a high risk, high reward. It's really good though. There. Good Tom Hardy movie.
0: Very good Tom Hardy movie. Oh man. Oh, excuse me. As part, as far as the uh, the religion, before we move off the war boys and their religion, do you think Gas Town and Bullet Farm follow that same thing, or do you think they have their own different? Like, I think they have their own. Because it looked like their war boys were about the same. Or were their war boys different? I couldn't really tell.
1: I mean, the henchman in uh, Gas Town's car looked different mm-hmm. than the white war
0: boys. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it looked like Gas Town was more gilded, if that's a way to describe it. Or it looked like it had a little bit more like blinged out accessories. Well, That was
3: the guy with the uh, the nipple clamps and the money. Yeah, winnie. yeah. That was the right.
0: the people leader. Yeah, and then uh, the bullet farm guy. Uh, Everything was just looked like it was covered in bullets, or was like mili- old military gear. Like he had a yeah. car on top of an old half track. That was pretty sweet, to be funny. honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then yeah. we had the motocross gang.
0: Oh yeah, the motocross gang. I don't think they. I don't think they believe in Valhalla. Mm, yeah. like, <laughs> they only believe in uh,
3: sick tricks. But
0: yeah, all the stunts sick. were awesome. Yeah. A lot of cool pyrotechnics.
2: A lot of uh, conveniently placed ramps for these cars to go. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Overanalyzing the car chases, John. Yeah, John,
1: you were watching a movie. <laughs> I and
2: mean, they could, like, talk between cars. Like, nobody can hear that going that fast.
0: They were
1: yelling moment.
2: very loud.
0: Yeah. Gosh. I'm with you, John. Even even I, in I the car, it. they were yelling. Yeah, they were, they were having to yell quite a bit in the and, cars if you're doing
1: that, maybe they can read lips, you know, like get the point across. Cause they were also doing hand signals, you know, as they were yelling. Yeah. Um, They shot up flares. Yeah. Middle fingers (laughs) everywhere.
0: (laughs) Middle fingers. They were
1: communicating more than just verbally as well. And then like the music was even changing for like certain fights or, you know, it's like getting agitated or, you know, like we're building up and
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And John, you pointed out when we were watching, there were weird moments though, with the music where, uh, Nux is gonna get back on the war rig to like try to kill Furiosa for Immortal Joe and the music is like almost inspirational as if we're supposed to be rooting He's for him. Yeah, moment. it's very kind of confusing. But I do love that. He immediately like wipes out yeah, on the war rig. Yeah, and
1: then Joe's like, Mediocre. Oh,
0: mediocre. <laughs> I loved that of just the, because if you kill her, I will kill you myself. In the Valhalla. Yeah.
1: Carrie <laughs> he's just he's like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, like, he really believes in this Valhalla shit. <laughs> and then he sprays
1: him in the mouth again.
0: Isn't that a
2: map in Halo? Valhalla? Mm-hmm.
0: It uh, might have been Oh no, it was. Yeah. That was wasn't that one of the names of uh, Bloody Gulch? <laughs> They're like it was called different in one of the ha- doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter. I think you're right though, John. Well, the Norse stuff too. Yeah, that's well, Valhalla. Yeah. It's the religion is very much based off the idea of the Viking thing of yeah you know I think right you right. die in battle you go and they they the needed halls. to die in battle right he's like
1: oh he can do it he can do it and you're like okay
0: yeah that's why they were encouraging it yeah. if they die in battle they get to go hang out with all the other guys and Valhalla
1: until they die for real
0: until yeah until they're no longer shiny and chrome so it seems like a peaceful peaceful life in the V8 religion. <laughs> Could I could have had. I like could have had. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like such an idiot that you point. Would you point it out to me, Peter? They make the V with their hands, and it's with the four fingers, so it's V eight. Yeah,
1: Valhalla also has eight letters. Does it? It does.
3: Huh. What?
0: Oh wow! There's no way that was intentional. Yeah, that's V A
1: L H A L L A.
0: If it was, it was one of those things the writer room noticed, and we're like, "Whoa, we could do this." You know. What I
1: mean? Yeah. So I did watch the number twenty three this week. So anything can add up.
3: Why would you? I watch didn't. That I didn't. Okay. It. I was like, <laughs> I watched that recently. It is. Whew. It's a terrible. It's a movie. rough one.
0: It's a rough one. Oh man. Uh, what did you guys? John, you asked a question when we were watching this at the end about. Like, about them going back to the Citadel. That the point at the end was them going back to the Citadel. I was confused by your question. You were asking why didn't...
2: You put me on the spot here. Uh, My question was, their plan was to go, like, turn the convoy around, or, I mean, turn that tank around, go right through the convoy, and take over the Citadel while it was unguarded. Right. So my question was, how are they going to defend the Citadel once that huge army got there, when there was only, like, four of them?
0: Oh, no, well, they were going to blow the cavern... Where you know where the the Tuscan Raiders blew up the cabin earlier in the chase, mm-hmm. it had been cleared through. That's how the rest of Immortal Joe's army got, you know, back on the hunt. So when they went, they were going to go back the way they came, and when they got back to that point, they were going to blow up the back of the tanker on the war rig to reclose it, and then get back. To the Citadel,
2: but they still would have had to defend the Citadel. But they yeah, wouldn't been able to point. get up. Yeah, it's
0: they, Once they had control, the control, elevator. They would have. Yeah, they wouldn't which have. Which is able. where all the stuff
1: is. Yeah, they're not gonna kill the people. Like the people don't really matter. Sadly, that's my takeaway from the movie.
0: Well, they they really liked Furiosa.
1: <coughs> that
0: answer okay. my question. The elevator. Okay, because that's what I was confused by when you were asking. That. I was Makes like, what sense. do you mean? Like I thought that made sense. But uh, how funny would it be to find out, you know, before they decide on that plan to go back to the Citadel and they're in front of the salt flats or whatever. And it's the whole like we could ride for 165 days. Uh, how funny would it be if Max was kind of full of shit on that and was like, you know, there's nothing out there or whatever. It turns out there's like a whole another world out there that they would have been fine and they didn't have to go back to the Citadel.
1: Or they leave and it cuts and you just see skellies.
0: Oof. Oof. That
3: would have been a good sequel to Mad Max: Salty Road. Salty, Salty road.
1: road, Salty Tears,
0: yeah. Salty Tears. <laughs> uh, do you guys think Sodom and Gomorrah?
1: Ooh, salt, salt, fire Miller, and salt there, yeah.
0: That's a lot, Peter.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> unpack that. Let's unpack that. In the
0: <laughs> hold on, <laughs> in the final chase scene, though, you know, Furiosa gets that's the movie gets stabbed. Yeah, stabbed it. Uh. Do you guys think it would have been better her die or what the ending we got where she lives and is kind of now this new like the leader of the Citadel was what it's implied? Well, so
1: I think her potentially dying and then uh, Max having to give her his blood willingly was another part of humanizing him where it was like the beginning of the movie. It's all about him surviving on his lonesome. And then there he's like, I'm giving up a part of me willingly to help someone else. I think it kind of needed to have a little arc for Max.
0: Okay.
3: No, I, get, I, I track that. I agree with that. And, and then also, if she had died, who would have like taken control of the Citadel? One of the other women.
1: Yeah.
0: One of the other pregnant women. Maybe Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Or the red-headed one. Hmm. Both of them sure Or one of the motorcycle kind of moms. Yeah. Mini, the yeah. motorcycle mini-moms. How many were left at the end of the movie? Not a lot. A lot of them got iced in that yeah. chase scene.
1: Although I, they had some cool kills, they
0: did. But I expected them to last a little bit longer than they did. They, uh, oof, the uh, the War Boys aren't stormtroopers. They don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were pretty on point in that chase that fight scene. Yeah, oof.
1: the like the um kind of like vaulting pole people. Yeah. Those yeah. were crazy. I was, I was gonna, gonna ask sweet. what was y'all's
0: favorite weapon that the War Boys used. Um. Ooh, the spy- I just in general the the pikes they had that they'd bomb the cars oh, with was, was pretty mine, sweet oh, okay <laughs> yeah, those are cool i think that was my personal favorite just cuz the uh the brutality of it and yet it's such a simple thing like it really is just a stick with an explosive on the end and they're just pegging the cars with it I don't know, it was very visceral
3: <laughs> i don't think this was this was a War Boy item but the uh, it, it was a tuscan raider thing with the like like spinning blade that would like cut and cut things in half while
0: yeah. you're next to them that reminded cool. me of uh robot th- wars yeah somewhere. robot uh, wars yeah. that's it i was like what is that show yeah. called
2: there's a lot of uh track and fields transferable skills if you <laughs> notice there's like the the pole vault yeah um, we've got shot the javelin put. we've got the shot put i that's would argue I
0: the the 100 meter dash <laughs> oh the hi- uh long yeah. jump between
2: cars Ooh. yeah
0: good call <laughs> Mad Max uh, lettered in track, by the way. <laughs> but do you think the most powerful weapon
1: were, was the ideologies that Immortal Joe was spewing out of his mouth?
0: Again, to yeah. Valhalla. As disturbed by this whole religion as you were, you you love talking about it. <laughs> I mean, without
1: those, you know, what were the war boys? You
2: just talked like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else catch that? <laughs> <laughs> disturbed by the religion you
0: were. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, is that what you're saying your favorite war boy weapon was? Was the radical radicalization Rad- I can't speak. Radicalized Radicalization <laughs> of the religion.
2: Mm.
1: Yes.
0: Wow. Hot take. Hot take. Jeez. Changing my mind. But John yours was the pike as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the actual weapon. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> brushing bass, Peter. The the pike, yeah. If I had to choose or the one, guitar, maybe. I
0: think the gear shift. Knife. Ooh, oh, yeah. that furious! And that pretty cool. That was pretty slick. Pretty slick. The Polvo guys were pretty sweet. It looked like they had a weed whackers on their arms, though. Mm. Like one had a chainsaw for sure. <laughs> yeah. But the other guy could that, whack weeds. That got the that that the what was her name? The grandmama with the seeds. Grandmama. The grandmama yeah. with the seeds. Like when she got got. It looked like he had a weed whacker strapped to his arm, which is still a weapon. Like that yeah. would hurt, but it was kind of funny to see. Like we have no grass
2: to <laughs> to tame, so you know. Um,
0: I'm trying to think what other. Ones. Oh, the weird little crossbow things were cool too.
1: Yeah, the mini bez. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the one the guy had on his wrist.
0: That was pretty slick. Um, it's like from
1: Wild Wild West with Will Smith. It's Jim West. Desperado. <laughs> Eagles. Word association game. Go, John. Eagles. No, that's what I said. That was my word. Never uh, mind. What? Uh cowboys. He's a desperado. I said the Eagles and
0: Were you pl- trying to play one of those improv games where yeah. it's like just you like go, like go around more yeah. Oh wow. I thought that's what we were doing. No, that's not what we were doing. It was a nice try though. Good job, Peter. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we'll
1: delete this from the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. This will this will be the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh but like the war boys in general, they're I, I think Peter's point, as much as we were riffing on him, the radicalization or whatever, that really was kind of the terrifying part of all the chase scenes was just how they gave zero fucks if they died in the process of attacking Furiosa.
1: And then taking the wheels off the shrine or whatever was intense.
0: Oh, yeah, the steering wheels? Yeah, and they
1: just like take them off, yeah. and they're
0: like, take me where you want. And, and it's like, oh, my gosh. And they each had like a own customized yeah. one. That was kind of fun. That was fun. I also like the ingenuity of when they lost one, they used a wrench across yeah. the thing to yeah. steer. That's cool. That one's uh, nifty, nifty. It's, uh, it's practical skills. Yeah, it's practical life skills. <laughs> they don't teach you
2: that in school. <laughs> nope. Not anymore. In war boys school, they do.
0: War boy schools. Uh, do you think those war pups that were back at the Citadel are going to grow up and be like a new... A new living, like, war boys for Furiosa?
2: I would not want to teach them in
0: class. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, so I just thought about something. So the war boys, they keep calling them half-lives because, you know, they're going to die either on the Fury Road or of their tumors and whatnot. So the war pups, how do they turn into war boys if... Because they should be dead, right? Like... How do they ling- live long enough to become war boys if they're like infested with all these tumors and shit? <coughs> do you, am I am I not like no, is, that's is that's not what following you're like like how does that how does that work? Do the war pups? De- oh man, are the war pups just dead?
3: I, I think I think this is a uh, this is a place for some fanfic. Oh oh <laughs> man, this is this is where you can you can make your name mark.
0: Oh, I don't want to I don't want to oh, write yeah. a story about the
1: war pups. You get the fanfic going with a. Uh, coots whatever his name was larry barry and redheaded girl they have a little foursome out there is that
0: oh nux nux I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why like nux is a better name than what cuts or whatever sorry
0: it was just when you said it i kept thinking of uh immortal joe's uh other son not Crixus, but the, the little guy in the chair whoa i thought that's who you're talking about i was like what <laughs>
1: no oh man larry and Barry. Give him smiley yeah, face his, tattoos.
0: His tumor. That was pretty. There was a lot of self-deprecating like humor for people that were seriously injured. Like Furiosa had the skeleton arm on the side of her car where her arm actually would be. That was pretty awesome, to be honest. And then, yeah, like you said, Nux got smiley face tattoos on his giant-ass tumors. <laughs> it was kind of fun when a war boy came on screen to try to see where their tumor was. <laughs> you know, that was always fun to try to, like, spot that tumor. Like uh, the guy that was with Nux, it was like Sly or something like that. It looked like his tumor was like on his lower back. It was like a big bulge thing. Kind of
1: like your Zodiac sign.
0: Yeah. It's like where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, so like we've all kind of, a, except for Zach said that we thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Actually, I got a kind of a wishy-washy response from John. He just doesn't like that Tom Hardy. Yeah. Regardless, let's go around. If you could add one thing or take away one thing to this movie to improve it, what would it be? I would take away thirty minutes. You take away thirty minutes. What thirty minutes?
3: Just bits and pieces throughout. Like again, it is it is one long car chase scene. I don't need a hundred thousand explosions. Honestly. At the end, w- with the whole pole vaulting scene, I was actually falling asleep because it, it, it was just like it, it was just like sensory overload at that point. So it was like, all right, it's explosions, whatever. If 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 that had been like sort of trimmed down a bit, I would have stayed awake at the end there. I'm with you on
2: that. I think you get kind of numb to it. You're like, this yeah. is really cool, but I've seen this happen a million other times. This movie.
1: I just kept getting the impression. One of the things I loved about the movie was it. Felt like it was an adaptation of a graphic novel, because um, oh. there were so many shots where it's like, oh, that was probably a panel of the graphic novel. There's no graphic novel, yeah. but like <laughs> looking looking up the movie, like that's how they wrote the script. There's oh, like yeah, 3,500 panels. of yeah, it was before just they even wrote the script. Yeah, or storyboards. Yeah, like, and it came across that way is awesome. Yeah, I, I I would add 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> Hot take, Peter. they add okay. 30 minutes. No, I don't know.
1: One
3: other thing too, um, it, it, it's something it, this this happens with with tons of movies that were shot in shot shot in three D or, or or like were like meant to come out in three D and it's so obvious what was supposed to be like coming at you yeah and that is it's horrible in here and it, it 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 happens throughout so that was just a uh,
0: nitpick I wouldn't nitpick. say throughout I think there's like three or four scenes where it's very clear that that was the intention for the three D thing yeah so like Especially I agree with the you but end, Yeah, but I just I didn't think it was like throughout because besides those specific scenes, I forgot you you kind of forget that this is supposed to be in 3D. I never forget (laughs) Mark. I mean, I'm with you. I hated the 3D trend. I'm happy to see that it's finally like dying down. Yeah, it's just it was a fun experiment, but I feel like it did more harm than good. Like some movies did it okay. Like Force Awakens 3D thing was interesting because it was there was no scenes that were intentionally filmed like what you're describing where it mm-hmm. was a pop-out but there were scenes when you saw it in 3d that did it did add something like when kylo ren free freezes the laser bolt like that was in 3d and so it felt like the laser thing was like above your head it was cool but yeah uh if i was to because i didn't answer for the takeaway Wait, or yeah, he said. Just oh agreed. no, yeah, John just yeah. agreed yeah. with you. I'm gonna get a John she answer. Oh, Sorry, yeah. John. Uh, okay, calm down, Jeez. calm down. That that didn't give an I didn't actually get. i gonna either. say I don't think
2: anybody else but Zach gave an answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> um, my answer, uh, so I not to, I'm not wishy-washy. I liked this movie, just to clarify. <laughs> um, <laughs> but silence all the haters. <laughs> I could have done a little like what Zach was saying. Maybe trim down some of that, and then um, explore. I would have liked to have seen like Bullet Town a little bit more, like exploring the different factions that were there and seeing more of the world because the whole setting was the desert, just everything, which I realized was the reality of what they lived in. But I like, I would have liked to have seen what the other cities looked like and maybe how they got the call to come help the war boys.
0: <laughs> the biggins <ones> are lit. <laughs> the biggins <ones> are lit. <laughs> Immortal Joe calls for aid.
1: <laughs> you see him put his nipple clamps on.
2: <laughs> just <laughs> just like shine, shine a little bit of a light on those other cities. I just would have liked to have seen that.
0: Uh, see, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted about that because, like, I agree with that it would be cool to see those other places, but then it comes back to the narrative of we are seeing this through with Max' perspective. So he doesn't know anything about this area. That's like why those little scenes where he's drawing on the piece of paper with his <clears throat> blood. He's mapping it out, so if he comes back through, he knows where everything is. Which I thought was a very cool little subtle touch. Hmm. Um, <coughs> so, like, yeah, I'm kind of conflicted about that idea, John. Because I I agree with you. I want to see the rest of this you know kind of weird culture but at the same time from the narrative story perspective i like this framework so i don't really want to deviate from it it
1: reminded me on a lesser scale like john wick where they throw you into this like world of assassins and then they just kind of throw rules at you and i guess you just assume this is the way things are they don't explain a lot
0: right it's that balance of we're gonna tell you enough to follow the story but not enough that you feel like you actually understand everything in this world. right? So it leaves that l- level of suspense kind of with what everything's going on. Um, so yeah, that's that's cool though. Something I would change.
1: Uh, so Furiosa being um, strong, uh, I felt like the, the wives of Joe were stereotypically weak females. They were smart, but weak. Like they didn't really do anything like the motorcycle moms were cool. I I think I would have liked a little bit more of a reverse where like Joe was unintentionally empowering women while he was trying to not do that because Furiosa was powerful despite him. Right. And so I think it would have been a little funny to play with that if it was possible. Um
0: No, yeah, that's an interesting, nice beat. Yeah, I fun. like that. I going off yours, what you're saying about the Furiosa thing. I actually think it'd have been cool. I think there needed to be a moment of vulnerability with her, in the same way, the to a degree they did it with Max. Her, you know, her her freak out on the desert thing where she screen, I think you keep that, but then from that moment on, she's back to her. Yeah. we're going this way. We're going that way. Like it. She gets one moment of release, if that makes sense, of just. She's gonna let her emotions out, scream in the desert, whatever, yada yada yada, and then goes back into that I'm gonna murder everybody. We're going this way, we're going that way. I'm furiosa, rar <laughs> And I say rar because she did roar at that one dude in the fight scene, and I was very afraid. Very afraid. <laughs> well <laughs> I think I think something I would have added or taken away from it. I really, I, I mean, I kind of talked about already. I think I would have lessened the wives. I guess, should we call them the wives? What do we call Immortal Joe's breeders? Cause I even feel gross saying his the treasure. harem the treasures They're his, his treasures. Oh, I like treasures better than harem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I would have lessened the treasures. I think there should have been three, <laughs> maybe four. I, I think you could do four. If you include the pregnant one that dies, like, 'Cause she was really I really liked her as a character. She was a very good character. And I think that was a a sad death, but an interesting subverting what you thought was gonna happen death. So I, I felt like that was important for the plot line. So I would have I would have lessened that. I don't think I would have taken away time necessarily, but listening to your point of what you were talking about where you became numb to it, I think I would have added a little bit more of a like calm moment. Yeah towards the beginning of the film. So when you think about it, from the moment they leave uh, the Citadel, it's action scene, maybe like two minutes of downtime. Then it's another chase scene or another dramatic, like they're right on our tails, the truck's stuck. You know what I mean? That's constantly Mm -hmm. moving. And then there's a long gap of them going to the motorcycle moms and the not Greenland. And then it goes back into a nonstop action until the end. I think if you added a little bit more breathing room at the beginning, that maybe might have paced it out a little bit better to make the you know that final chasing more of a punch and uh, a little bit more exciting because you wouldn't have felt like this is the thousandth time you've seen it. Maybe yeah, Uh, because it's this movie is long, but it doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't feel long. So I mean, I think what you're talking about maybe you know that's different for you. You probably felt long to you different then strokes. But yeah. Uh, I also really liked Peter's point there. That was, you know, you know Peter, you just, you just came in with that one, two punch right before mine. And I, I don't know what to do now. Sorry,
1: man. Take your breath away.
0: <laughs> I don't think Tom Hardy has a punchable face. So I mean, I love Tom Hardy. So I, I was initially going to say, give him more to do, but the more I thought about it, I think it was the perfect amount mm. of, he was, he was essentially a Han Solo character, if it was told from Han Solo's point of view. You know what I mean? And I think in yeah. that light, it adds what he accomplishment accomplishes is the perfect amount because he doesn't take away from Furiosa's accomplishments. Yeah, like even his badass scene where he disappears into the dark and says, "Like if you if I don't come back, just keep going." <laughs> like that whole scene, and then he murders the bullet farmer or whatever. That doesn't take away from anything Furiosa's has done. Like, it's not this moment of, like, aha, look how badass Max is. When
1: well, she's the one that makes the ultimate decision. Like, even he's trying to give advice with the woman wailing. He's like, that's bait. And she's like, whatever, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, he's only offering his advice.
0: Yeah. And so I, I don't think he, maybe a little bit more dialogue, but I don't know. I think Tom Hardy crushed it with the very limited dialogue he had because again like we already talked about it was the he went from feral to a little bit more civilized but now he's probably going to be feral again because he's going back into the wilderness um ooh, now i remember what i was going to say because i wrote it down when we were watching it one thing i actually would have added was i wanted max to get his car back that actually hurt me a little bit when i when i watched this in theaters ooh. and i understood why they did it because it kind of subverted what you thought because in the first two movies like he has his car you know what I mean? Like he has the his Mad Max car and he had it at the beginning of this movie. It's taken away from him and when it comes back at the end, I was like, "Oh, he's going to get his car back and that's going to be a cool little like him driving scene. His, you know, his car being Mad Max, but we didn't get that." Cuz he gets that great line of pointing at the guy being like, "That's mine." <laughs> like I loved that. So I would have added that. I want Max to get his car,
1: like John Wick. Exactly. Like John Wick he starts by having to go get his car back.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like Whose that, car man. is this? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, I think they're making a sequel to this, aren't they? There are at
1: least two scripts worth of material left, supposedly.
0: But, the, well, the problem is George Miller's having a hard time getting approval for this Well, he's
1: suing up. Warner Brothers. Why so. is he suing them? Well, Something contract-wise. No.
0: I hope Tom Hardy comes back as Max though, because I thought he did a really good. He job. He said he would,
1: and then they want a Furiosa movie too. So
0: I see. I'm okay with that. I remember hearing that initially, before I had seen the movie, and I was very confused by that. Having seen the movie, I would watch the shit out of a Furiosa movie. Like that would be that'd be pretty sweet, and especially because I also I recently saw Atomic Blonde, the uh, the movie she filmed after this, where it's like her. It came across in the trailers as a female John Wick movie. It's not. It's actually a really sweet kind of like spy movie. Uh, that's another recommend. And after watching that too, I'm kind of like, I'll watch anything with Charlize Theron at this point. She's crushing it right now. So, yeah. Any final thoughts before we shut this butch down?
1: Worth your free time. Yeah, witness me.
0: Ooh, you're going to throw out a
3: yeah, worth your free time? It's, it's, it's a good action movie. It's kind of oh, yeah. long. Not bad. Worth the free time.
0: Yeah, worth John, your worth free, free time, time, for sure. Worth your free time? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm throwing out a major worth your free time. If you haven't seen mm. this, definitely recommend you pop this in. Uh, just enjoy the Fury Road, man. That's,
1: it's in the 90s on the old Rotten Tomato, if that means anything to you. <laughs>
0: Roger Ebert. <laughs> if you believe those shills over it. Yeah. <laughs> rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're going to keep the reboot and uh, remake train rolling. Uh, John, I think it's your turn next, right? All right. Yeah, so uh, you just have to let us know what's going on with that. Let the let the willing parties that need to watch the movie see it. And remember, you can reach us at tmfdpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at tmfdpodcast. And uh, yeah, we want to wish you guys a happy, happy new year. 2019. Ooh, Let's hey. make this a great 2019. Yeah.